We're going to begin with a video <clears throat> from uh, Brooke Holsizer. And uh, Brooke used to work alongside Lisa at Light Source Counseling. And um, Brooke actually was kind of the main organizer of this conference. Uh, it kind of started with a vision from Josh Hollowell, who's sitting down here to the right. Josh will be speaking a little in a little bit. But um, Brooke has kind of taken over the conference, but then Brooke got an offer for a job in uh, Arizona, and so she took that job and moved out there recently. She is intake coordinator with The Meadows, which is an inpatient sex addiction treatment center. She's also pursuing a master's degree at Arizona State. So she would be here uh, except for that, but she still wanted to participate in the conference, and so she filmed this video about dating in a pornified society. So we're gonna watch that now, and uh, then we'll hear from Josh. Also, as I mentioned earlier, Latasha Griffin, who was originally scheduled to talk about sex trafficking locally here in Muncie, had an emergency, wasn't able to be here. So we're just gonna kind of skip over that and, and move ahead. So I think we're ready for Brooke now. Hey guys, my name is Brooke, and I'm just gonna talk to you for a few minutes about dating in a pornified society. Um, so I want to start out by just reminding um, all of us that every coupleship is really different. Um, and, you know, and inside every relationship, there are two people that are completely unique from everybody else. So every relationship is kind of its own unit and its own special, um, you know, environment. So that means that the timing and the exact wording and the way that we start conversations within relationships about pornography and sexuality, um, it's just different and it's very much a case-by-case -case basis. So looking for those across-the-board answers um, generally isn't going to be super helpful. So it's important to look at everything within the context of your relationship, okay? Um, what I'm going to talk to you guys about today is just going to be hopefully a framework for you to work off of and some helpful tips that I do think are generally helpful for people across the board, okay? So um, I'm going to try to keep it simple um, and I'm going to basically kind of break this up into tiny sections. I'm going to talk about um, how to ask the question, um, you know, and, and when I say ask the question, I mean ask, you know, do you watch porn and what does that look like and what are your beliefs about it? Um, so we're going to talk about the how to, how to bring it up, how to ask the question, when to ask the question, and then I'll wrap it up with why we ask the question, okay? Um, so yeah, let's start with how. Um, I <clears throat> think it's really important to be very direct when asking questions around pornography and sexuality. So um, the way that I do it is to make it very time specific and I cut straight to the point. So for example, instead of asking, so what's your relationship with pornography? Or, you know, yeah, so do you think that pornography is okay? Or like, what are your thoughts, you know? Um, if I'm having like the conversation where I'm looking for the answers that I need to know if it's a viable relationship, um, I'm gonna ask something like, so how many times have you watched pornography since the last time I saw you? Um, or, you know, how many times have you looked at porn in the past six months? Um, and, you know, depending on the answer, I might follow up with something like, okay, do you feel like you have an addiction? Or um, I, I would ask, I have asked actually, you know, do you feel like you can go the rest of your life without looking at it? If that's what I were to ask of you. Um, you know, and, and, and you'll notice that when I ask, I'm asking something very measurable because ambiguous questions 
um, that are very open-ended can lead to very ambiguous answers and they really kind of make it easy for somebody to lie. And this is a very easy thing to lie about. So asking about how many times, when, giving specific time frames is important. And also asking, you know, what kind? Are you looking at violent pornography? Um, you know, does that, is that what informs your sexuality? Because those are important things to know because they will shape, you know, a person's um, personality and the way that they interact with other people. So um, I think it's important to know what kind of pornography someone is using as well and to know, are they willing to get treatment for it? Are they willing to go to therapy? Do they see it as a problem or are they just okay with it? Um, and it's important to be prepared for whatever answers that you get because it could be devastating to hear the truth. Um, and I also encourage everybody, ask about strip clubs, ask about prostitutes, massage parlors, those you know sexual behaviors that are maybe deviant or illegal. If you can think of it, ask about it because you really, really just, you never know. Even though it might seem impossible, it could be happening. Um, so I say, you know, cover your bases so that down the road, at least you know that you did the best you could to, to know what their sexuality looks like. Um, so now let's talk about the when. This is hard for a lot of people. And I watch, I watch it in a lot of, um, especially young adult groups, people start to get attached, they start to like someone, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, but what if they look at porn? What if they're okay with it? What if, what if, what if? And then it's like scary because it's painful because you might get an answer that's really not okay with you, but how do you break it off? if you're very attached to that person already. Um, and then it just, it's hard to ask the question. So sometimes people just don't. Sometimes they do ask the question and they might be a little unlucky and get an answer that they're not okay with. And then suddenly they're wrestling with their values because they have an emotional attachment alongside a value system that's being violated and they have to figure out what to do with that. So my philosophy is talk about your views about pornography often with friends, with potential um, partners, with your family, with people you know in your community, in your circles. Just be open about it um, if you're not okay with it because then you're setting yourself up to attract the kind of people in the dating world that are going to be on the same page as you or at least are going to be aware of your, your views. Um, that way, if you are having, you know, kind of a define the relationship conversation with somebody, they, they might already know that you are not okay with pornography and you think it's a social justice and mental health crisis issue. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I say be open about your views, you know, with everybody all the time, and then you're at less risk of blindsiding somebody when you have the conversation. Um, but as far as like actually getting into the nitty gritty with somebody, I think it's worth it to ask before the first date because then, um, you know, you're kind of in a place where if you need to shut it down immediately before you get emotionally attached and could eventually damage yourself, um, you know, you can, you have that choice to just end things because you know that it's not going to last long term. Um, you know, a first date is okay. Um, definitely, you know, within the first, I would say within the first few months, it's got to be talked about. I think it's a little foolish to wait that long. Um, but some people just don't feel comfortable and it might be awkward and you know every relationship is different so whatever feels comfortable for you um i definitely you know ever since i learned about this i have never um 
even been on a date with somebody who wasn't very aware of what I thought about it. And I have not dated somebody. I haven't gotten into a relationship without asking those questions like, you know, how many times have you watched porn since I last saw you? Can you go the rest of your life without looking at it? What kind of pornography? Have you been to strip clubs? Have you ever been with a prostitute? Have you thought about being with a prostitute? Like all of these questions, I will absolutely ask before we're calling ourselves anything. Um, so yeah, so those are those are my logistical, you know, advices for you guys um, as you're looking at dating. Um, and, and thankfully, young adults are becoming more open about this stuff. And we're starting to recognize that pornography is a mental health and a social justice issue. And I've rarely brought this up um, around younger people and gotten pushback um, trying to defend pornography. I think we're starting to really wake up as a society to the fact that it's a damaging, damaging entity. Um, so lastly, I'll talk about the why. Um, and you know, Lisa has probably already given you guys a lot of the why you have to bring this stuff up. The reason is because it's rampant. You have absolutely no idea what kind of sexual behaviors and history somebody's engaging in if you don't ask. You will not know what you don't ask. Um, <clears throat> it's just really easy to hide these things initially. And you know, I hate how many hundreds of relationships I've seen now at this point where it started with someone who was clueless, who didn't know to ask their partner, and then they're years into marriage and they find out about all of these devastating acting out behaviors like someone being with prostitutes or going to massage parlors, having numerous affairs, being a sex addict. Um, and they didn't even know, like they had no idea to even ask about these things. And, you know, think about it. You know, if somebody has been married for 20 years and one partner finds out the other one is acting out sexually in an addictive manner, it's devastating. But what if that partner had asked them, you know, on date one, you know, hey, what, what's your, what are your behaviors? What are you dealing with? They could have avoided all of that pain and heartbreak and devastation down the road because maybe, you know, they would have ended things or, or they could have asked those questions and their partner could have been open and honest and vulnerable and started a recovery and it would have completely changed the trajectory of their relationship and the life that they built together. But people didn't know to ask 20 years ago. And so now we're starting to see the devastation of relationship after relationship and marriage after marriage that has fallen apart and families are broken because nobody knew that we have to be talking about these things and asking the questions. Um, so, I mean, seriously, you guys ask the questions, be ready for the answers, know your standards before you ask the questions and you can save yourself unimaginable heartache and devastation. Um, so yeah, those are the tips that I have for you. Um, best of luck. I know that dating can be really scary anyway. So add on all of this crap that we have to deal with and it's, it's like a minefield. So I know it's hard, but, you know, use the support of friends and mentors and, you know, there are people out there that are waking up to these issues and there are people that are readying themselves to be good partners. So, um, yeah, best of luck. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming to the conference and supporting. Um, and I just really encourage you to take everything you hear today in this conference and share it with your circles and be part of the, the community and society and global change um, that's happening around this stuff. So enjoy the rest of the conference and thanks for listening.